Time for Politics Friday with Labor's Megan Woods. Morning, Megan. Morning, John. How are you? I'm well, thanks. And Nationals' Jerry Brownlee. Morning, Jerry. Morning, uh, John. All right. Morning, Megan. Morning, Jerry. Can we start with the gaffe that keeps on giving the Christchurch Stadium to Kaha? Jerry Brownlee, what do you make of, or what did you make of the budget blowout that was announced this week? Well, sadly, no surprise. Uh, look, I think the procurement method here, uh, the, the, the way they've chosen to operate it, it's just designed to layer in cost after cost after cost. I don't know how they get out of it. Uh, they're highly critical of uh, stuff that uh, we've done on behalf of the government uh, during our time but, um, and wanted to take over the project, insisted that it was theirs. Uh, you know, Megan, you stood down there on that site with a shovel uh, prior to the last election, uh, and indicating it was all all go, all going to happen. What the heck's gone wrong? Who knows? But it, what a mess. OK, just on that, before I get to you, Megan, Jerry, um, you say the City Council was falling over itself to take over the stadium project. Your government was more than happy to wash its hands of it too, wasn't it? Oh, come on, that's pretty unfair. Uh, in fact, very unfair, because the process that was undertaken prior to 2017 was an organised uh, handover of uh, of things. It was made very clear to us at the start by the City Council uh, before they had uh, taken things over quite some time ago, back as far as uh, 2012, that the stadium should be one of the last things that was done uh, in the anchor project uh, um, line-out, roll-out. Um, and uh, that's, that's part of the reason why it was um, left, and it was also uh, one, of, one of the main expectations uh, would, that, uh, once the handover occurred. Did you share that view of the council, that it should be left until last? Um, I thought it shouldn't be one of the very first. Remember we put up... Um, no, the question was, uh, did, did, you, did you share the view that it should be left until last? Uh, I shared a view that it was not, should not be the first. And See, I think that's a better way to put it. So, you, but we oh, well, also, then, if you want to put it that on, way, let me finish hold on. But if you want to put it that way, hold on. If you want to put it that way, we can still come to the conclusion that you had a role in the situation we find ourselves in now. We were procuring the land, remember. The land wasn't available uh, immediately. It was procured over over time once that uh, uh, blueprint was put in place. Uh, and, and as a stopgap, the government funded $32 million for the um, Orange Theory Stadium that. Uh, will be you know, host of, of a game tonight. But that was always going to be for a shorter period of time. It's now well over that time that, of that, that initial expectation. Megan Woods, why has the council ended up in the situation as far as you're concerned? Well, um, I think it has taken too long. I think a lot of the, the cost rises are inevitable when, when things are delayed this long. I think it's a really disappointing and unfortunate, but I agree with Jerry. it's not a particularly surprising situation we're in. Um, in terms of the, the question that Jerry asked, in terms of standing there with a shovel in hand, um, in terms of that, that, that was a key part of the handover. And I think, Jerry, I, I agree with much of what you said. When I became Minister for, um, in 2017, it was made very clear as well that the, the stadium was a project that the council wanted to leave. We set up the $300 million accelerator fund for Christchurch. The part of the return for local leadership was that the council would decide how much was apportioned to the stadium. They made a call that $220 million of that money would be um, put to the stadium. Um, and our role now is very much just ensuring that that $220 million of, rate of taxpayer money um, is, is spent how it was said it was going to as per the agreement. All right, Megan Woods, question. What costings were done for the stadium before the government put the offer on the table? 
So, um, John, I think it's really important to remember this was the $300 million Yeah, 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 yeah. But, 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 but for the stadium... I know, but for the stadiums... There was a lot of work done. For the stadiums, spe- Megan, for the stadiums specifically, what yep. was the government's understanding yep. in relation to the likely cost? So the, the likely cost that we got to, and I think that was on a, um, a P50, um, was that it was the 538 from our perspective, how did you get to how did you get to that? How did you get to that? So the council led that led that process. Treasury worked with the council on it, and it was costed in terms of the number of seats, the fact that it was going to have a roof, all those kind of all those kind of things. So but it was pie in the sky. It was pie. It was with no design. It was no, pie in the sky, no, wasn't it? No, 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 no. That's that's not fair. I think one of the things that that costing was done quite some time ago. I think is the issue we're facing now, John. But there was a costing that was done in 2018. And 2018 is a world away from where we are now um, in terms of um, costs. And, uh, I mean, even without a global pandemic and a war in Ukraine, we would have seen cost escalations over that period of time. Nothing is ever, no matter what it is, ever going to be cheaper to build than it is today. Okay. I'm Lee, I'm, uh, Megan, I'm Leanne, Del, I'm Leanne Delzell. I come, come to your office and knock on the door and I ask you for more government money for the stadium. What's your response? Uh, look, we've been really clear on this, John. The answer is no, that that $220 million was kept funding. That is an extraordinary amount of money for central government to be putting into a region's stadium. And we've been consistent and clear on that for many years now. With, with so respect, Megan. With Megan, expect, Megan. I don't even expect a knock on the door, John. With respect, Megan, you spend about a quarter of that on a failed cycleway project in Auckland. How can you say the door's closed to the stadium? $220 million plus the cost of the land is an extraordinary amount of money for central government. This is now, I think, the next steps need to be talking to the other councils. This is the stadium for Canterbury and what the arrangements are there. We've seen that in other parts of, of New Zealand. But, um, look, we've been clear all the way through, so I wouldn't even expect the knock on the door, and Treasury has been really clear with the council. I don't think there's expectation central government are going to put more money into this. Do you think the council should have been knocking on the door at Selwyn and Waimakurere before now? Yes, I do. And why haven't they? Oh, look, that's a question you'll need to put to them. Is that hopeless? No, that's a question you'll need to put to them. I think that they will No, I'm asking your view. That they won't say it's hopeless. Do you think no, it's hopeless? I'm just trying to give you, give you my answer to it. What I'm saying is that um, they've always said that they'd do that when the costings were complete. They've got the costings now. I personally probably would have started those conversations in parallel, but I don't know the detail, and that's why I'm saying that's a question you should put to them. Jerry Brownlee, a couple of questions. Uh, do you think the government should put more money into it? Uh, look, I think that's a, a interesting question, but I wouldn't be encouraging that at the moment. So that's a no. It's a no, but, but by the time that uh, you know my party might have a chance to to do something, uh, it would be at least um, you know eighteen months away. So it's a so no. It's a no. So it's, 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 it's a no with a carrot. Is that what you're saying? No, not at all. Uh, not at all. Definitely not at all. Are you saying that I National think, could um, put more money into if it was if National was elected to government, you could put more money into the stadium? No, I'm saying uh, that if we're still in that position in 18 months' time, then the price will probably be close to 700 billion. And uh, it, uh, how any government could consider that is beyond me at this point. What do you What do you make of the fact that the City Council has yet to have any formal conversations with Selwyn and Waimakariri about making a contribution? I find that extraordinary. Uh, because even uh, in those areas where they've got smaller rating bases, um, they have they have at times said, "Well, we kind of expect that might be coming," uh, sort of because it's a regional facility. But um, 
uh, you know, who, who knows how the council works? I certainly don't. It's a good question. I can't answer that myself either. Jerry, the Prime Minister met with Joe Biden this week. Uh, a communique was released, and yesterday China came out and said things aren't rosy because it didn't like what it heard. What do you make of that? Uh, well, they um, they often do that. It's not the first time that we've seen that. Remember, there was uh, uh, various um, outbursts, or not, I'll take that back, various commentary, commentary similar uh, on other issues uh, late last year, as I recall. New Zealand has a pretty strong relationship with China. Um, I've personally spoken with the Chinese ambassador to New Zealand twice in the last week, uh, and we, we are able to keep that dialogue open. But we, we have differences, uh, clearly, and those differences are uh, generally uh, well and truly understood by the Chinese, and we are able to articulate them uh, without the sort of um, rancour that uh, uh, you, you, some people might imagine exists. Why did you speak to the Chinese ambassador twice in the past week? Uh, because uh, once uh, he wanted to talk to me about the, the um, uh, Pacific, uh, uh, what's it called, the, uh, the CDV proposal that they've got across the uh, uh, Pacific Common Development Vision, yeah. uh, and uh, he wanted to clarify some things. Well, you know, we were able to discuss that, but we agreed in the end to disagree. What did he want to clarify? Uh, what, do you want, what do you want to clarify, Jerry? Uh, well, he was saying that it was more development-focused uh, than it was uh, military, that it was more military intention. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, you've got to look at that document and say for Pacific leaders who are all very capable uh, and want to do the best for their people, it is, it is a, a very seductive op- uh, offer uh, that's in front of them. And did you tell so, him that you didn't believe him? Uh, no, no, it wasn't a discussion like that, and I think that's the, the point about it. Uh, it's not a, 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 look, you said this, I didn't like that, some kind of a playground deal. Uh, we, I, I expressed to him that we needed to know a lot more about what they were talking about when they talked about common security. Uh, and I could go into the wording of the document, but it would take a very long time. Yeah. And uh, I think that, that was uh, a reasonable thing to ask, um, because in the end also, this is a very big, potentially, uh, cultural shift, a shift in geopolitics, if you like. So the last time the Pacific got really shook up like this was when Captain Cook turned up. Uh, and, you know, we've now got someone else, another big uh, power coming along and saying, well, hang on, this is, this is the way we think should be done. Things should be done. Uh, so naturally we're going to have concerns about that. Um, but at the same time, we've got to recognise that what's on the table those Pacific Island countries is is very very attractive. Okay, Megan Woods, Jared Brownlee spoke with China's ambassador twice in the past week. How many times has our foreign minister or the government spoken with the Chinese minister, uh, the China ambassador, in the past week? So my understanding is that Minister Mahuta met yesterday with the Chinese ambassador. Yep. And look, listening to what Jerry said, I think this is actually what is a really good thing for New Zealand. Is actually I agree with everything that Jerry said. And I know um, that as the foreign affairs spokesperson for the National Party, that Jerry does receive briefings from, from the minister. I think that we are in a good place as a country when actually we can have some cross-party um, agreement. We do not want our foreign policy to be a contested space. Um, my understanding from the meeting with Minister Mahuta that she had with the Chinese ambassador, um, that they also um, discussed um, the, the concerns that the minister had around the China Solomon's um, security cooperation agreement, um, similar types of conversations. So I think we're in a good place as a country when actually foreign, go- foreign governments are getting consistent messages 
from New Zealand. Okay, that's fine. Just to say you're in a good place with your messaging, but it's going to the proof's going to be in the pudding, isn't it? Well, diplomacy is all about messaging, John, and I think that the last thing that we want to see um, is that um, Jerry's absolutely right. The Pacific is an incredibly contested area at the moment. I think it's a good description. It hasn't probably been shook up this, such, this much since Captain Cook um, came in. I think that actually um, our diplomatic relationships and what foreign governments are hearing from us as a country are incredibly important, um, and actually that, that is an important part of the action. Diplomacy has been an important part of the, the way in which nations interact for centuries. Jerry, can I just check on you as being a former foreign affairs minister? Can I just check the, the communique that came out after Jacinda Ardern met with Joe Biden? Would that have been written before the meeting? Yeah, I would assume so. And I mean, look, remember these things are put together um, uh, by officials um, from both sides. And there's quite a... a um, uh, you know, backward and forward around those sorts of things. Um, sometimes, uh, particularly if it's a, a, a larger international gathering, uh, communiques can take a couple of days to put together. Do you think that New Zealand may have been pushed around a bit by the United States in terms of some of the things said about China? Um, look, there are some aspects of it that I would have I found a little bit surprising, but um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say they're pushed around. I think... Uh, they obviously agreed at some point. Because when I heard Jacinda Ardern talking after the meeting, um, the tone of that, uh, the Prime Minister's tone versus the tone of the communique didn't match up for me. Uh, look, I'm sorry, I didn't, didn't uh, I'm not up with that, um, that particular interview. Megan Woods, do you think that the communique was stronger than what New Zealand might have wanted to have said? No, as Jerry said, I mean, this is the case in, in any um, meeting between either ministers or prime ministers um, that actually the, the officials work on the communique. There is a lot of back and forth, and sometimes he's quite right. It can take um, days to agree those terms. It's, it's high, it's, um, it, there's a lot of back and forth. So um, it's not a case of New Zealand getting pushed around. Look, the US knows full well that New Zealand has an independent foreign policy. Nothing that was said in that communique on the other side is anything that we haven't said about China previously. So um, I actually think that it was a good thing for New, for New Zealand that our leader, regardless of what political party um, they're in, had an hour and a half with the President of the United States and that we got a chance to talk about things that matter to our region. Yesterday, Te Pāti Māori uh, handed over its petition calling for the country to officially be named Aotearoa. It's got 70,000 signatures on it, and it was uh, delivered to Parliament yesterday. calls for a change to the country's name to be officially Aotearoa and to begin a process to restore Te Reo Māori names for all towns, cities and places by 2026. Jerry, where do you stand on the naming of the country? Well, I think it's, uh, it's happening by stealth at the moment, and I think that's a problem. Uh, definitely people should be, as a broad population, ask what their opinion is. Hold on, when you it's say by stealth, well, when you say, when you say by so, when you say by stealth, that's kind, kind of a negative term. What do you mean? Yeah, well, it is a little negative. Um, I'm, I've received an email just this morning, actually, from someone who was engaging with uh, a firm in, in uh, uh, Europe, yeah. and uh, when they looked through the alphabets to decide what country they had to nominate themselves from. New Zealand wasn't there, but Aotearoa was. Now, some, somebody's made that decision somewhere, and we're hearing the term Aotearoa in New Zealand all the time. Well, what was this on? What was this on, Jerry? Jerry, what was this on? What was the, what was the, doc, the website or whatever? What was it? 
Yeah, well, uh, it's, sorry, it's a parliamentary email. I can't go into that. I'm sorry. but um, So it's a government uh, website? It was No, it was a commercial website. But you, they were obviously using, through the... Um, uh, you know, through the, the provider, yeah. uh, a list of countries. And for some reason, New Zealand dropped off after I've gone on. Now, look, all I'm saying is that um, at some point, uh, if, if we're going to continue with this discussion, New Zealanders should be asked what they think, uh, and we should have a referendum on it. Why? Well, why not? Why, why, are we, why, why wouldn't you want to have uh, a, a definitive position on it? Because what if you got the result overwhelming no's? You're saying that that would leave it. That's it done forever. Well, what? No, <laughs> nothing's ever done forever. Look at the MNP referendums that we've had over and over. All I'm saying is, at the moment, there's no uh, official statement. We are going to become Aotearoa, or we are going to become Aotearoa New Zealand, uh, or we're going to become simply as we always have been since uh, 1840, New Zealand. And I think uh, it wouldn't hurt for the general public to be able to express a view on it. What's your personal view? Um, I, well, I'm not going to express a personal view. Why not? I think Why not? Should have a, oh, come should, on, Jerry. Have a referendum. Jerry, come on. What's your personal view? My personal view is uh, that we should have a referendum. What's your per- a, a debate about it. Why are you hiding? I'm not hiding, for goodness sake. What's nonsense? You should, you've no, got a personal no, view. You could say it's nonsense. I don't think it is. I, I think that if, if I express a personal view, then I'm not uh, uh, showing the sort of respect that I think New Zealanders should be shown by giving an opportunity to speak in a referendum. Is it possible that you're terrified of the backlash that your leader had when he talked about Joe Hawke's death? Uh, I'm not even familiar with what that was. I attended Joe Hawke's tongue. He was a, he was a great guy, old Joe. Yeah, well... Um Christopher Luxon got a whole lot of social media stuff criticising him and some people saying that they'd stop voting for him uh, or not consider oh, voting for him. We, we get, we get, um, we get uh, I'm never voting for you again emails constantly and, and throughout my whole time in politics that's been the case. All right. So what's um, your... What's, so, so, people are allowed to express their views. So, are you, so are you comfortable or uncomfortable with the country being known as Aotearoa? I don't have a strong uh, feeling either way, to be honest with you. I think um, uh, Aotearoa might express better where we are heading as a nation, but I, I don't just discount the links that we have uh, strongly through that name New Zealand. And you've been talking about the monarchy this morning, but I think that's been, with all due respect, missing in your conversation is the, not so much about the royal family and what you know, various hijinks there. Um, and, and the huge respect that we have for what the Queen has done, but for the concept of the Crown, which is a, a, an idea that is uh, something much, much bigger than just anybody who might stick their hand up and say, I want to be in charge for now. And I think that's, uh, that's something we should be talking more about, uh, rather than uh, you know, the, the, the personalities of the, of the royal family. All right. Megan Woods, what's your personal view on the name of the country? Well, actually, interesting, Aotearoa um, is actually a term that um, more particularly pertains to the North Island. It wasn't a term that was used until the 19th century, and it was actually William Pember Reeves and um, an ethnologist, um, Percy Smith, that started using it. So Te Waiponamu is actually the, the name that probably would have more meaning here in the South Island. So um, it's not like Aotearoa has... Um, has has been used for, for centuries within Māori Dim as the name for these islands. So 
So I think it's a, I think it's a really complicated discussion. Um, it wasn't something I thought about a lot until yesterday to I heard the fact that that petition was being read out in Parliament. Um, I do think that if we were to do anything on it, it would have to be a very careful conversation. I think it would run the risk of being really divisive. I think that um, people rightly um, feel great attachment to the name of their country, um, that a lot has happened um, for good and for bad throughout our history where we've used the name um, New Zealand. So I think it's something we'd have to pick our way through carefully. For me, um, I think there's um, important things about our identity that we can do before we get to the point of changing our name. But I'm a historian, John, so I'm going to have um, quite deep, deep views on this, as you can probably wow. make I'm, I'm, go- I'm, I'm wading through all that and thinking, was there an answer there? And my conclusion is, no, there wasn't. So, w- um, Yeah, no, uh, so it's what I'm saying, John, is I don't think it's something that we rush to. It's not I a big deal, I, Jerry. I don't think it is. I mean, look at everything else that uh, uh, should be on the plate of, of uh, uh, government and parliament at the present time, and I just don't see this as being a, a high priority. All right. Thank you both for your time. Nationals Jerry Brownlee and Labour's Megan Woods. Enjoy the long weekend.